0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week Podcast. This is the second of our podcasts focusing on the Network 10 upfront for 2022. Our special guest on this uh, episode, Rod Prosser, Chief Sales Officer of Network 10. Welcome back, Rod. Thanks, James. Nice to be back. Yeah, good to see you virtually because you, um, you're based in Melbourne. You haven't had a lot of chance to get up to... Uh, to um, headquarters and vice versa. I haven't really got down to Melbourne for quite a while either. No, I know. I think we're all missing a bit of that face-to-face. I'm not sure I miss the airplanes but,
1: um, <laughs> the, uh, or the airports, but the, the, sure. certainly the face-to-face connection. Um, has uh, has been missed.
0: Yeah. Now, look, we'll start with um, your audience because I was reading a couple of stats before, and and look, I should know this stuff, and and was in the back of my mind, yeah, but just to see it again, sort of brought it home. Now, the largest female audience. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. I
1: mean, look, our, our our look, our audience profile has always made difference and always set us apart from from our competitors, and I think that. will continue to um, amplify that and talk to advertisers about that we uh, believe we have um you know a really targeted um and rich audience particularly in the demographics and again particularly in in the under 50s and of course as you rightly point pointed out we've got um you know a high percentage of females watch watching our shows so um, we're, I think, we're, we're really fortunate um, that we can really target, particularly in those key demographics and some
0: of those um, uh, key segments. Yeah, and you, and of course, very strong uh, under forty. I think it's about thirty uh, percent of uh, all people under forty engage yeah, with the product. Um, so. it, it, Sorry, James. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that was
1: it. Yeah, I was just going to say. Look, again, it's it's um, it's it's a it's a, a discussion that we have with our advertisers all the time. And in fact, you know, look, tens or f- historically was always placed. You know, back back in the day was sixteen to 30, 39 year olds. Um, and you know, as televisions growing up. Uh, a, a little. We, we certainly talk a lot around 18 to 49-year-olds. Of course, you know, 60% of the ad revenue um, sits within that demographic of 25-54. So we've just got a keen uh, eye and focus on um, the demos. We don't talk about total people. Uh, it's, it's almost irrelevant in, in our business um, because, one, advertisers never buy off that, that um, demographic, and, two, it's, it's just not who we are. We've got a much younger medium age um than, than the other platforms so yeah i think it's it's you know tends, tends to be really fortunate to always
0: skew younger would you like to see and i don't want to get off topic here but but you mentioned the the, the audience profiles and you don't talk about total tv voz is is throwing up lots of interesting information a lot of your shows uh, people realize now the actual size of that Big audiences. Would you like to see a little bit more, or do you think it will come some more emphasis on the demos? Because a lot of the top line Ostam stuff that they share, and I know Ten does a good job of selling its own story, but a lot of that top line stuff is still focused on all people.
1: One hundred percent. I mean, I think that I think it, it to me, total people and all people is. Is somewhat redundant unless people are actually buying that audience, and and you and I both know that you know advertisers simply um, don't buy into that audience. I mean, I think it's a it's a it's a good yardstick um, in terms of performance, but um, there's a lot of wastage um, in in you know um, some of the some of the, uh, I want to say this uh, diplomatically, but some yeah. of the older demographics <laughs> that others attract that we, we, we don't. So, um, yeah, I, I absolutely 100% would, would like much more focus on, on the demos. And, and to, to be fair, I think that, you know, when, when we're trading our, um, our inventory and
0: our shows, we, we always talk about demographics and as do the buyers. Yeah, yeah. Well I mentioned you do a great job of, you know, communicating your message to to the audience, but then it's it means, well, okay, you've got to open the OSTAM stuff, then you've got to open ten and you have probably got to look at nines and then look at seven, which you should do when you do your job, but it all takes time. And as you would know with TV ratings, the data ages quickly, doesn't it? You know, people like to know first thing in the morning and then they everyone's got busy lives and you get on with the day, don't you? You know. So it's one yeah, of the challenges. That's right.
1: That's right. It's, it's, the, it's the hit that everyone everyone wants to see first thing in the morning and then and then the move on, or albeit our programmers uh, and, and, and 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 the sales we sweat on it overnight. But um, you know, I think that consolidated picture. Is becoming ever so more important, um, particularly as our platforms and distribution platforms grow um, and people are consuming content so differently. We've we've spoken about it a lot. I know it's a big initiative within Ostant to, to recognize um. The full picture, not just the overnight picture, and and you know, look, uh, Voz is going to do some great things around how um, you know viewers are consuming across platforms. So you know, there's some really interesting um, stats that have been thrown up around the incremental reach. I like I like to call it the audience that we never lost in TV that was <laughs> was, was long spoken about that they've disappeared. Well, actually, they were always there. They're just consuming differently.
0: Yeah. Um, and, of course, the, the, the discussions you're having with your um, advertising partners now about your new schedule, they'll, they'll be buying into a market that's been very buoyant, very strong. Presumably that will happen, continue on into next year. I'll ask you about that. But has it been a good time to sell TV?
1: Yeah, look, um, obviously, you know, there's been some, some ups and downs as we've, we've, we've all, you know, battled through the, the pandemic but certainly from, from um, I'll talk more broadly from television, I guess, rather than from from just 10, is that, you know, I think the one thing that, you know, has really resonated with us is we've had a lot of advertisers move back into television and, and, and off the back of that we're seeing great demand because they're not leaving television because they've simply been getting results, which is really, you know, for, for me, just sort of demonstrates, again, the power of, um of TV and you know that that that's reflective in in the demand not just across you know this year but indeed we're now seeing well into next year um and in fact james we've we've opened up our our system um for the first half of next year now which is which is so much earlier than we normally would have and that's um or historically have and that's simply because we're seeing a huge amount of demand that, you know, advertisers are wanting to already lay
0: down schedules for next year. Okay, so they're locking away key dates and things like that now? Yep. Exactly, exactly. So we're already trading for the first half, which, you
1: know, that's, really? it sort of demonstrates that television's, you know, this, the, the buying cycle's really moved out um, and I'd argue even for obviously further than 12 weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, just just looking at the schedule, what um, so there's a lot of returning uh, f- uh, formats that people will be familiar with that obviously do well with um, your your advertising partners. I mean, one of the, your big-ticket items, I guess, one of your biggest both in ratings in terms of revenue must be our MasterChef. Yeah, no question, no question. Look, I, I think next year
1: we, we get back to a schedule that we've enjoyed uh pre um, pandemic so um you know we kick the year off which we have for a number of years with Iac which just you know it's, it's been such a performer for us and really challenges that you know the sport offering that's that's happening that happens over summer uh which we love because it gives us such a wonderful launch pad into, um into the rating season if there is a, such a thing these days um <laughs> uh, so yeah we get a we get a, a you know a, a nice launch into what will then be survivor and then of course then we move into to master which you know look does does yield huge returns for us it's it's obviously been on for you know over a decade now and, and partners continue to 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 come back simply because you know it's effective it works and it drives sales uh, I think the format that that the program is um, um, announced for next year will uh, drive um, you know incremental and additional audience and we we saw this year so I you know look I think it's in you know, it's in a really great place and then of course um, you know the slate is full of consistent big franchises, which as a seller we love because to be able to take out consistency to, um, you know, the advertisers is, is, is really something nice to sell.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking then as you were chatting the, that the offer of a, um, a non-sport, so it's an alternative, what else is on that's got to be quite a strong selling point isn't it because it's not an order i mean we know the franchise is good and it's strong but regardless of what was happening there you've almost got to be there if you want to want a broad reach of all people yeah
1: yeah Uh, i look you you uh, if I say this is a uh, from from my marketing background uh as an advertiser you know you you want a complementary you want to something complementary over the summer period, and and you know IAC offers that. You know, look at, for us, it we've we've always programmed in the, in that way. We know that our content holds up against sport because you know, guess what? Not everyone wants to to watch sport as over the summer period. So it really it really one, I think it complements the the other content that's on over that period. But but two, I, I do believe that
0: there's a there's a big audience that. That, that just simply don't tune into sports, so we give them an alternative. Yeah, well, something else you do reasonably well, particularly now on I guess Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, uh, big audiences a little later into the evening. You mean Gogglebox finishes a bit after nine thirty, as do um, as do. Have you been paying attention to the cheap seats? Some nights around ten for those properties. Yeah,
1: and I and I think that's really important. And I know our programmers and, and Bev and the team and Dan have done a done, done put a, a a lot of emphasis on on getting that that time slot right um, because it's you know it's all of prime time and 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 the style of shows that 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 we've got. Uh, have you been paying attention? You know, often the number one night number one show of the night, um, and Gogglebox is right up there, and and, and Cheap Seats is is starting to build and, and, and it's a, it's a really funny uh, piece of content, a great show. And, you know, I think that audiences are still, it's our job to keep audiences engaged in, in, in free to air and for us, our, our linear channels, because of, of, often they bounce around. Um, so these shows just offer that, you know, and also I think, you know, the, the style of show helps. They're, they're, it's, a, it's, it's light, easy, funny
0: viewing. Yeah. And and of course, it's something hard to do to keep that audience later in the night now, because understandably, with the massive on-demand options available, people don't really want to wait until, you know, the schedule suits them at, at 10 o'clock at night or 9.30. So, you know, they go off and do their own thing often. Um, so it, it's good to be able to, Keep them in in the numbers that, that you can get out of the new shows that are coming. I mean, you've got uh, Would I Lie to You is coming. People know that format, perhaps from the the British edition. First Date Australia's been here elsewhere before. Um, which of those? I mean, how? I think you know, I've asked you this before in the past. I think, but how involved do you get in um, the discussions with with the people who commission and make the content about what you want out of a format before you commission it?
1: Yeah, look, we, we've got a um, we've got a very cohesive, uh, good relationship with our um, programmers, and 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 look, we, we don't go into anything without having a um, discussion around how the the monetization pillar of the the show. So I'm I'm not bringing the formats and and the ultimate yes or no, but there, there is a there is a big component of. Uh, figuring out what we can extract in terms of revenue from the shows, whether that be via integration, sponsorship, partnerships, um, or indeed, you know, with some of our newer shows across a much bigger uh, playground, whether there's, you know, other commercial opportunities, whether that's IP extensions, et cetera. Um, so that the, we, we certainly, commercial and ad sales certainly um uh, involved and and as I said, we've um, we've got a great relationship with the programmers and I think if we sort of stood up and said, well, that's not going to work because we're not going to be able to monetize
0: it, I think that they would think um, again around whether it's the right thing to commission. Yeah. Now, Rod, you're still a young bloke, but you've been selling TV for quite a while, haven't you? I mean, you you sort of you know you know the lay of the land pretty well. What, what's one of the what are the biggest changes? I mean, uh, to me, something like integration has, I mean, it was talked about for a long time, but it wasn't easy to do. But y- you seem to be having quite a bit of success with it now.
1: Yeah, I think really it's, it's about the sophistication of the integration. I think about, you talk about how long, how long um, I've been, been around at selling TV. <laughs> um, and, uh, look, I, I was at Nine years ago when, when, we, when we launched, uh, when the block first launched. And, and I recall um trying to integrate some toothpaste into, into <laughs> that format. And it was one of the hay- most heinous <laughs> bits of integration I think I've ever worked on. But um that and that's that's not reflective of the show, it's just reflective of the time. And I think yeah. um the the uh sophistication of the integration and, and and it's not that it's subtle, but it's just that it it's it's now um, I think it's one our our uh, our lens is a little bit different when we're viewing um, particularly reality um, shows and how, how we receive ad messages in the format, but equally we've just got smart, you know, it's, it's, a, it's around working really closely with the brands because if you don't understand the brand, you're not going to have to understand how, how to execute it in show. And of course the most critical part is working with the producers and, and the production um, companies uh, to actually, Figure out what's the right, um, uh, what's the right sort of integration for a particular client. And to be fair, I think that advertisers and brands ra- uh, have really realised that they actually need to lean on us to kind of let them and tell them how to 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 integrate. What's the best way to integrate? Whereas I think many years ago, it's so new that often you know brands kept kept it so close to their chest that they sort of were trying to tell the producers how to how to activate and
0: integrate into a show. So I don't think that that worked the best. So, yeah, I think integration certainly has uh, come a long way. I think um, audiences were, there was a fear too that people would react badly, but I think audiences are quite sophisticated now and they understand the value equation. Look, we get these shows for free because there's a bit of advertising, there's a bit of integration. And as long as you don't go too crazy, they they sort of accept it. Yeah, and I think
1: that 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 they're having fun with it. I mean, you look at some of the executions that we've done this year, and I'll just call out the M and M's execution in Gogglebox, where we've 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 got the M and M's sitting on a couch, um, animated um, and talking about Gogglebox. Like it's really fun, um, and that's good content. You know, I think it just comes back to good content. Viewers will accept it if it doesn't feel. Uh, rough and thrown in their face. If the alignment's right and it's produced well and it's and, and the messaging and the theming's done well,
0: they're, they're, they're willing to to receive the message in whichever form it comes to them. Yeah. Uh, and just the last little bit on this, but I rem- remember I'm a big fan of uh, Have You Been Paying Attention. I remember the first time they integrated some sponsorships into different parts of the show at I was a little bit surprised, but then you see it, you understand, and it's just no big deal after a couple of um after you see it a few times.
1: No, and look, that those guys um, are really clever, obviously, um, and very protective over the the show, and rightly so and 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 how we commercialise it. But when we do get um, sponsors and partnerships up in that show, it, they do it in a way, where to be fair, brands have to sort of give them a little bit of rope, uh, <laughs> and and sometimes that's pretty scary, particularly if you're you're on the sales side and you're, you, you, you've you've sold them the uh, the partnership. But I, I
0: more often or
1: not, and pretty much most of the time, they get it right, and it's funny.
0: Yeah, um, talk to me a little bit about sport. Um, now you of course, you've got you're sharing a lot of your sport now between Paramount Plus. And um, the the linear uh, on Network Ten, um, or or the uh, some of the Maltese, are there when there's sort of brandings sponsorships with the sport? Does there an added benefit that some of that will get carried on Paramount Plus?
1: Yeah, so um, Paramount Plus is a really interesting proposition uh, for us to sell. Obviously, it's new, um, and and secondly, we know that. Some viewers that will consume S content may not come to a free to air linear channel, so there's there's a, there's a piece around incremental reach. So we we've we've been in market talking a lot around sport and how we we activate um, light ad loads on um, Paramount Plus in and around our football proposition, um, and and we've got to get that balance right, and I, I do believe we have, uh, but of course then there's also the integration, which just happens in the broadcast. And sport, I think it's fair to say that that the viewers are more welcoming of advertising messages within sport um, because we're all conditioned uh, to it and heavily conditioned to it, I think, in sport. So, you know, I think there's there's that component that sits, sits specifically around the football. And then, indeed, there's the integration that that we can now offer our um, advertisers um, on SVOD and it's purely because of an extension that they would get when they're buying the the linear whether that be you know one of the uh, reality tv shows and then of course that that content lands on paramount plus so you know there's also you know that opportunity for advertisers which we haven't actively been in market um, selling so to speak Um, but once once we sort of Get a better understanding of how Paramount Plus is performing. Certainly, there's a, there's a real opportunity for for us to
0: to take it more broadly to market. Okay, um, and it, excuse me, I can't resist the pun here. But if you mean kicking any goals with the A League before it uh, kicks off. <laughs> Yeah, we look we've been so thrilled with the uptake um,
1: it's probably fair to say whilst we're not not ready to, to announce a suite of partners um, we've we've confirmed many and but the uh, I guess that the, the one thing I'd say is is the the categories that you would expect to be um, attached to, to a large and big sporting, um, uh, code have have certainly taken up our broadcast so we're really pleased with the the uptake today and you know we're shortly gonna announce um a full suite which you know will include an auto will include a, a betting will include a telco um and so on so um yeah great it's, it's been it's been great for us we're having yeah. loads of fun selling
0: yeah. Oh, good. I look two things. I just want to cover off quickly before we, we wrap up this this, this episode. Um, talk to me a little bit about Ten Play. Now you're going to be you've got some new um, uh, initiatives or some new opportunities for some advertisers there.
1: Yeah. So we've got we're we're um, announcing a couple of new ad formats um, that, that that we will launch next year. And fair to say, I think we're only announcing two, which is but two part of a much broader and, and more robust roadmap, which we'll unveil across the next 12 months. Um, we wanted to announce the ones that we, we, we announced. One, one really we've seen obviously across the, um, the last 18 months with the pandemic that, that e-commerce is booming. So um, our e-dynamic placement um, product is, is uh, really off the back of that, that boom in e-commerce. And really allows retail clients specifically to, and others, but specifically for retail clients to, you know, almost in real time change their their creative and their pricing and their messaging. Um, so that that's really exciting. And then off uh, um, uh, another product that we'll launch is is Happy Hour on Template. That really is a product um, which which allows brands to to. Create a branding moment for on on Ten Play, which which we haven't done a lot of, um, and we see this as a really growing area. And essentially, it's a it's a product that that advertisers uh, will take and have incredible share of voice because they will be the only voice within the hour of content that we play out. So they almost buy the the full well, they don't buy but they they, ta- they take the full hour of content and give viewers. Um, or uh, an ad-free, almost ad-free um, yeah. experience outside of um, their messaging, of course. Um, so it's a it's a really great um, product to build brands,
0: essentially. So you can imagine some big tourism ads and big retail and branding ads in there as well. Okay, will all sort of day parts be available? So
1: yeah of yep. course, so um any time uh they, they wish to take it, so we we unveil those um and then obviously we'll start executing executing them next year, and look that's off the back of what has been a really successful um product with premium pause and the extension to that, which is content carousel, so um we've got a nice suite, I think our ambitions to just uh to just continue to innovate in that space,
0: yeah. And then finally, let's let's wrap it up with a, a look at some of your multi channels. I mean, if you keep an eye on the ratings, that Ten Bold is just is such a sensational performer for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, we're really thrilled. I mean, the, the, as you rightly pointed out. Um, Bold is is um, you know it's gone from strength to strength and you know is is up there as the number one one of the number one um, multi channels and you know we we have a lot of demand around well, actually a lot of demand around all our multi channels um, I think advertisers really see the value in them now uh, but you know uh, we're we're so fortunate because of the the uh, the global business we're a part of that we can actually feed the, the content pipe with, with with a lot of back catalog and shows that people just love and I think that's you've seen that success with with bold so um yeah there's plenty going on and indeed gives us you know some some nice audience share as well.
0: Yeah. All right Rod look uh, great chatting to you today. Thanks for your insights into the uh the wider TV business and more specifically your uh schedule for 2022 and I guess you'll be um hopefully getting out and, um, you know, in person, getting into some agencies and um, spreading the word, yeah? Oh, uh, 100%, James. That, that is the, uh, that's the
1: plan. It's, uh, it's certainly looking more and more likely um, that we will be face-to-face in, in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, that is definitely the plan, spruiking, spruiking next year and, and actually just seeing people face-to-face. But thank you, James. Always good yep. to chat. Good. Thanks.